Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. I'm so glad to have you along with us as we get in the Word of God, talk about it, allow it to transform our lives. And indeed, that's what we're talking about this very day. There's no power, there's no more powerful transformation thing than the Word of God. Indeed, we've been looking at the spiritual armor, and we're reminded that we're involved in a spiritual battle. And we are brothers and sisters. There are forces of that we can't we can't see that are at work in our well in our lives, in our families, in our government, in our country, in our culture, in Hollywood, on Wall Street, even in our churches. The battle is intense. And I, I left out campuses. How could I have done that? That's where I've been involved in the battle for so long. And if we want to win the spiritual battle. If we want to be victorious and prevail, and indeed we should and we must and we can, then God has given us a formula for the spiritual armor. We see it in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 13 through 17, which we have been looking at over the past week. We've talked about the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the gospel, our feet being shod with the gospel of peace. We've talked about taking up the shield of faith so we can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one and the helmet of salvation, which protects our thoughts and our the against the accusations of the evil one. The spiritual battle is intense and real. Today, I'd like to talk about the last piece of the armor, the last piece of the armor, which is this take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Have you noticed how important truth is from beginning to end? We start with the belt of truth, and we end up with the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The Word of God, indeed our sword here, this is our sword, and we want to use it to defend against what's evil and to stand for what's good, right, and true. It is a sword by which we fight the spiritual battles. So much of the rest of the armor is to protect us. But as we saw with the shield of, excuse me, with the gospel of peace, our feet shot with the gospel of peace, peace, feet march forward. Feet are the foundation, and they move forward. And indeed, you and I should be moving forward with the gospel. But also the sword is the one part of our armor that can be used for offense. The one part of our armor that goes to destroy the speculations raised up against the knowledge of God to defeat the spiritual enemy. Now, I want to tell you, the Word of God is powerful. Look in this verse here from Hebrews chapter 4. For the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. The two-edged sword was like, the powerful weapon they had. A two-edged sword could do quite a bit of damage on your enemy. But the Word of God is living. It's not a dead word. And it's active. It's working. If we just put it out there, it works. If we just let people hear it, it continues. I, I've seen this. I'll bet you've seen this. I've seen it so often. Where people hear a scripture, maybe while I'm preaching on the campus or wherever, they hear a scripture and it just it gets embedded. It gets deep in their soul. It keeps active. Even long after I've left or we're not even around one another, they can't forget it. They remember it. It keeps performing its work. It never returns void. 
it does what it was sent forth to do. The word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit. I often get asked, what's the difference between soul and spirit? To be honest, it's hard for me to know, but the word of God is able to get that precise that act, it, the word of God goes beyond our own human ability to think and reason. It's of both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Wow. Wow. This is something that beyond psychology, this is something beyond a good counselor. The Word of God has the ability to get deep into the soul of a person and figure out what they're really thinking. What are their motives with us and with others? What's really going on deep, deep inside? And there's no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are open and laid bare to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. That includes us and our heart. It includes those we're trying to persuade. It includes those who may be persecuting us or our enemies, shall we say. The Word of God is powerful, really, really, really powerful. I'm reminded of a quote from the Ronald Reagan, I saw it in the Ronald Reagan Library out in Simi Valley, California. And and there's this wall comparing freedom, which Reagan was for, and the communism, which was the real enemy in the world at that time. And there's a quote there by Joseph Stalin that goes something like, he said, ideas have always been more powerful than guns. We wouldn't let our enemies have guns. What made you think we would let them have ideas? Well, he was on to something there, wasn't he? And indeed, we have ideas. Brothers and sisters, we have truth. I know it can be discouraging in the battle of we're in a battle of ideas. We haven't been for years. As long as I've been on the college campus, it struck me that really on the campus, there is a battle of ideas. And now all throughout our culture, there's a battle of ideas. What's true? What's right? What's good? What what should be celebrated? What should be condemned? What is shameful? There's a battle of ideas. Is there a God? What's this God like? How do we come into being? What is our purpose? All of these things are ideas. And indeed, tyrants will use guns and weapons to suppress ideas, to suppress truth. But ultimately, we believe and we know ultimately truth is a powerful, powerful weapon. Now, I don't in any, any means mean to negate the power of, of weapons and the power of tyrants to try and shut down the truth. But we know this, and indeed the history of our country, and we believe that history ultimately is truth prevails. We have the truth. We have a sword more powerful than a gun. If you had one or the other, if you had one, well, if it really came down to that, I believe that ideas prevail ultimately. We see this through history. Sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes it looks like we're losing. But ultimately, we have this powerful weapon. But you know what? We've got to learn how to use it. If we've got this powerful sword, we've got to learn how to use it. And there's several things I want to say about using. Number one, we need to use it accurately. And so this is why we study the Word of God, to be able to present ourselves approved to God, a workman who handles the Word of God accurately, 2 Timothy 2.15. I want to take just a second. I made a 
communication error yesterday. I I was trying to communicate as we were looking at Sunday's message. I was trying to communicate that Jesus was that, that the angels, all the angels, were amazed at what Jesus had done. Even the greatest angels, the firstborn seraphim, the greatest angels would have been confused. Wow, look at what Jesus did. He left his throne to come save humanity. And my communication was a little weak, and it sounded like I was saying Jesus was the firstborn seraph, an angel. Nope. Just to clarify, if any of you were wondering, and I thank one of you who contacted me and pointed that out to me. Nope. Jesus was not an angel. He's always been, always will be the second person of the Trinity, the divine Son of God. Not an angel, but the Son of God. But we want to handle the Word of God accurately, truthfully. It's powerful when it's truthful. It's not powerful if we misuse it. It's not powerful just saying the Bible says something, and then we misquote it. The power is not that we hold up a, this big book and shake it at people. No, the power is the truth that the Holy Spirit uses to speak into the heart and soul of a person. So we want to study it carefully and make sure that we're handling it accurately. And we want to handle we want to use it. Indeed, truth hidden, truth unspoken, truth that never goes forth, what good is that? What good is the truth of the Bible if it just sits on our on a shelf or on our coffee room table or our, our living room table? And the coffee table in our living room. What good is that? The truth of God, it works but you got to utilize it. You got to put it into practice. You've got to speak it. You've got to share it. You've got to you've got to put it forth. You got to put it out there. Like we're doing right here. This is truth. Folks, we talk about truth of God here every morning, and if it goes forth and you receive it, it can make a difference in your life. And likewise, if it goes forth into someone else's, so often, like we have someone we want to, we pray they'll be saved. We pray to God, ask they'll be saved. We hope they'll be saved. Well, you got to put the truth out there. You've got to, you've got to let them know what it takes. If you have a loved one, if you have someone at work, a fellow classmate, we pray for revival in America. We got to put the truth out there. And so that's up to us. We need to pray that God would raise up mighty men and women that get behind them to that they would speak the truth. But it doesn't, it doesn't do any good if we just keep it on the shelf. It's got to be out there. And then I want to stress that with God's truth, we want to do this. We're to speak the truth in love, it says in Ephesians 4. And I'm reminded in Proverbs, and by the way, if you want to learn about good speech patterns and how to speak effectively, study the book of Proverbs. Go through and underline in a particular color every word related to speech or conversation. You'll be surprised. Proverbs, the book of God's book of success, you'll be surprised how much in there has to do with our speech. And I like one verse in particular. There's one who speaks rashly like the thrust of a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Indeed, we have a sword. There are some Christians who speak rashly with that sword. They're mean. They're mean. I have a friend who calls them their heresy hunters. They're always trying to find who's wrong, who's mistaken. They can't. They're they're mean, and they're they're uh, they're not very likable, and they think they're righteous because they're using the Bible to tear people down. And what we want to do, remember, is we want to battle with ideas. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against spiritual forces. We want to battle against 
spiritual forces, which includes ideas. We want to destroy speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. We battle against ideas that are false. We use the truth of God, the sword of the Spirit, to tear down false ideas. But let's be careful that we not tear down people in the process. God loves them, and we want to love them. It takes great skill here. It takes spiritual maturity. A lot of people are afraid to challenge ideas because they don't, they're, because they don't want to hurt a person. I just say you got to do both. We love the sin and we hate the sin. We love the, the sinner, but we hate the ideas that are destroying the sinner. And so we, indeed, we do battle, and we have this, the love and the maturity and the wisdom and the accuracy of Scripture to tear down false ideas while at the same time being gracious, bringing healing, shall we say, to the person. Lies never help a person. Comforting a person in their false ideas Comforting a person in their sin is not love. That doesn't ultimately help them. Ultimately, speaking the truth in love, we need to do both. We do need to speak the truth, but we need to do it loving. A sword, a knife, I just think a, a knife in the, in, the eyes of, in the hand of a thug can hurt you. In the eyes of a surgeon can bring healing. Might we be people who handle the word of God like a surgeon would? carefully, bringing healing to the hurting and the needy people, not like some thug who uses the, 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 that, that scalpel to uh, damage and inflict harm on another, speaking the truth in love. We sp- this is how we speak. Folks, the Word of God is powerful. It is powerful. It's mighty. Use it. So often, if I could add one more thing here. So often, we get in debates about whether or not the Word of God is powerful. We get in debates about whether this is really God's Word or not, if it's really true or not. I sometimes think if I were, if I were, someone invaded my home in the middle of the night and I had a gun nearby my, my bedstand or something, and they burst into my room and they had violence in their eyes and they were after me, and I would... Uh, hold up a gun, point it at them, say, get out of here. Now, if they told me, they say, well, I don't believe in guns. I don't believe your gun works. I don't believe that can hurt me. I don't believe in guns. I wouldn't lay the gun down and talk about the ballistics and the engineering and the, the way a gun actually works. No, what would I do? I'd say, get out of my house or I'm going to make a believer out of you, right? Well, likewise, the Word of God Don't engage in these lengthy debates about whether or not it's true with an unbeliever or skeptic. Rather, use it. Use it on them. Graciously bring healing, not like the thrust of a sword. Use it on their soul. Use it on them to the point where you can, rather than debate whether it's true, you can show that it's true because it touches their soul. It's like the sword of the Spirit that brings conviction, conviction of sin, conviction of the truth of God and bring salvation to them. Never allow, I mean, certainly we have times when we explain why we believe the Bible's true. But remember, don't get drawn into long debates about this. The evidence is true. I'm going to use it on you. And you'll see how it touches deep in your soul like nothing else. There's power in the word of God. That's our weapon. Don't lay it down. Learn how to use it.
Father in heaven, we bless you today. We thank you that you have given us, weak as we are, sometimes we feel like people who oppose you and oppose what we'd like to see. They have so much money. They have so much power. They have so much influence. They have, it seems like they have schools and media and Hollywood and government. It just seems like we're outnumbered, Lord. But we thank you we have the most powerful weapon known to man. It's more powerful because it's the truth of God. And we know we're in a time, Lord, when people are even trying to suppress the truth. And they try and keep it from being heard. So I pray we'd be all the more diligent to speak your word. Handle it accurately. Speak it boldly. And tear down every speculation. I think of Jesus, I think of Paul, how Paul told Timothy, I, I charge you, preach the word. Be ready in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. We're in these days where this is the need. And I pray, Father, give us the boldness, the wisdom, the accuracy, the courage to open our mouth, the faith to open our mouth and to speak well. We pray, O oh God, I want to ask you to raise up a mighty host of men and women who are powerful communicators of your word. And I pray, Lord, whether it's out in, in public, in a church, on a place, uh, platforms like YouTube here or, or other Facebook or Instagram, TikTok, wherever, Lord, all these places. Raise up men and women who can communicate your word with power, with clarity, with boldness, with love. Give them a mighty, mighty audience of influence, we pray. We ask for this. We bless you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you. We're victors. We have the truth. We have this mighty sword, and we thank you for giving it to us. Might we use it for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Hey, thank you so much for being with me today. As you can tell, I get excited about the Word of God. I hope you do too. If you're here for the first time today, welcome. We're so glad to have you along. And if you've stuck along this, this long, I know you're serious about knowing the Word of God. So make sure you do Hit that subscribe button. Be part, join our community and come back every day because we're here every day in order to learn the word of God, be inspired by it. 8.30 a.m. live Eastern time, or you can watch later in the day. You can listen to the uh, podcast on Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms, but be in the word of God. It's a powerful weapon. Don't neglect it. Don't neglect it. Learn it. Take advantage of opportunities to learn it. Get in it yourself and learn from those who've been wielding this sword like I have been for many, many, many years. So God bless you. So glad to have you along. I love you guys. Until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord fill you with his spirit, with his truth, with his love, with his grace, with his power. Be courageous. Be strong. I love you guys. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.